lying became second nature. Absolutely. I would lie at times when it was easier to tell the truth. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. I mean, if, if you're wondering what, what Ryan and I are looking at, well, there's a TV down there, and we talked about it last episode, I think, or one of these episodes. There's a TV where we could see things, and right now what we see is a picture of us, uh, the wide shot, the, the one on the bottom that has the picture of both of us in it. And to me, it's clear that our bodies and faces are really red. I mean, I look almost like I was strangled to death and I just came back to life. <laughs> and uh, Chester looks like he was on the beach all day with no sunscreen. And, <laughs> and Carl says, hey, man, it's just the TV. It's just a TV. Because on this computer I'm looking at, it looks perfectly okay. So we have a little confidence, right? And I, okay, maybe it's just a TV. Right. To which in 30 seconds later, he says, but I'm colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> so everything was just null and void that I yeah. just said about. And he's being, being honest. Red. He wasn't being funny. Yeah. He is colorblind and proceeded to tell us that we don't look red on the screen. So thank you guys. Uh, if, if, <laughs> oh gosh, we let, oh, now we're learning. Now we're learning. They used to call me young sunscreen in high school, though, just a <laughs> fun fact. Yeah, young, young I, had, sun. I had fair skin, you know, every young time I got sunscreen. burned, I'd get red. So it's okay. young sunscreen. Okay. But welcome back to Life After Addiction uh, podcast. This is episode number 18. We're uh, kind of getting up there, man. Uh, 18. Uh, Feels uh, kind of good. Uh, but today, man, we're going to be discussing lying and manipulation, which mm. is a huge part of, you know, addiction and just the, the life of lies that we once live Um and really um, becoming an agent of the truth um, and how God has restored certain things in our lives and in our hearts and in our minds uh, to be able to, you know, have a ministry of truth um, and to be, you know, an agent of truth. Um, and so the first where I kind of wanted to start, you know, and I'm going to speak in terms of kind of like the addiction aspect of it. Um, there's it's like two sides of a coin here, you know, um, on one side, I believe we rationalize and justify our lies and manipulation in order to prevent what we would call hurting someone else, yeah. you know, and protecting someone. Now I'm not yeah. saying we're good in doing that, but that's what we perceive and tell ourselves yeah. in the midst of doing that. I've done so many things. I've hurt so many people. I've caused so much pain that they know about, but then there's also, you know, there's those skeletons in our closet that if you experienced addiction for some time, those are endless as well. And so by continuing to lie, I rationalize and justify, well, I'm not hurting them with everything else that I'm doing as well. And then on the opposite side of that coin, you know, I believe we continue to lie and manipulate because we're not ready to fully surrender and let go of certain things uh, that we're holding on to, um, mainly sin. You know, there's certain things in my life that I'm doing and participating and engaging in that I'm not ready to let go of. And therefore, I'm going to ride these lies until the wheels fall off, regardless of who knows what, until I admit it, until I confess it of my mouth. Ryan would tell himself, you know, it's it's not true necessarily. It's just what they think or what they speculate, even though it's like, Ryan, you look like death, bro. Like, yeah. You look terrible. Yeah. And I mean, discussing this topic and, and bringing it up, obviously it's, man, I, I'm going to talk about a lot of stuff. But one thing before we dive into is just, 
there's a song that comes to mind. And I mean, it, it's probably one of my top three songs of all time. And it's called a life that's laced with lies. Oh. Um, and the, the, <laughs> the artist is, uh, Emilio Rodriguez. And so can we just pause for five seconds and we'll put it in and post and just take a five second listen to this song. Cut it. Come on. So that's Emilio. Ro- <laughs> Shout out Emilio Rodriguez. Shout out Emilio. Songs of all time. Uh, He's the guy that's going to be doing the devotion here shortly. But, uh, yeah, so lying, man, it, it, all of the things that you just said. But but also, lying becomes, for me, I, I'll say, and I, I believe, I don't think it's just with people that battle addiction. I, I know it's not. It's it's a lot of, a lot of people. But maybe even in our culture today yeah. uh, where the, the, the morals and there's moral decay. Right, where lying and is not even is looked at as something awful, and 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 in my first scripture is Proverbs twelve twenty two. It says, "Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who act faithfully are His delight." Mm. An abomination to the Lord is lying lips, and that my lifestyle, and it was even after redemption, even after no more drugs, there was a lot of work that needed to go in because my lifestyle lying became second nature. Absolutely, I would lie at times when it was easier to tell the truth. And that sounds insane. Yeah. But that's but that was just you live this life laced with lies and it's like these webs and, and there's an old saying or old at first we learned to oh the web we weave when first we learned to deceive. And all of these things all of these lies and lives and different things that I had to keep up with and keep track of so I wasn't caught. It was exhausting. But even after redemption, even after this stuff and God purified my heart, I would find myself lying. Now I felt uh, conviction of it and wanted to co- correct it. But I guess I kind of wanted to talk about the aspect of, well, how do you do that? Like if, if, if you're someone who lies um, and it's, it's somewhat a part of your nature, as I just described, I'll tell you what I did. I, I had to wage war against that. And man, at times that put me in really compromised situations in the aspect of not compromise, like whatever, but made me look a fool. And I had to really swallow my pride because for an example, and and I mean, obviously this was early on, um, early on as I'm trying to learn how to walk and God's sanctifying me and I'm wanting to live this righteous life. But early on it would be, I would, I would come into a conversation or, or be in a conversation about a topic and man, there wasn't a topic that I wasn't an expert in. Yeah. You're talking about Ferraris, and I, you know, I, I remember driving that Ferrari a couple of years yeah. ago. And I mean, even if it wasn't like I owned one, it'd be like I test drove one, man, and that thing went from zero to eighty quick. And it was just like <laughs> that's a lie, yeah. right? And, and so, I mean, correcting that and changing my life and g- responding to that conviction means I confess that. And, and I'm really when I was on it, and it started to change my life. I would come, I would leave that conversation. This would be at the lodge, like as an intern or as Mm -hmm. just someone, maybe a student in the program. I would go downstairs after having that conversation about Ferraris and no one, no one thought I was any cooler because I said I test drove a Ferrari. Right. But I would walk back upstairs and just be like, hey guys, I don't know why I did that. Maybe it was for your approval or maybe to sound cool, but I lied. I've never driven a Ferrari. And just putting yourself on out street, putting yourself on front street. Literally, we were talking earlier uh, before this with another show 
you drag secret sin kicking and screaming under the light and, and darkness has to flee. Yeah. And so calling myself out, coming out and be like, I didn't want to do that anymore. I didn't want to have to, but I was committed to calling myself out, committed to correcting it. But you feel foolish coming back to a group of guys that were talking about cars and just shooting the breeze and having right. a good time and be like, Hey guys, I need, I need to tell you this. This is so sorry to waste your time. I lied about that. Why man? I don't know. I don't know, but I don't want to do that anymore. And so I'm going to change. I just want to confess that to you. I apologize I, I, and ask for your forgiveness. And then I repent to God. God, I don't want to lie anymore because lying's an abomination yeah. to you. And I want to be faithful. And, and I mean, that was a lifestyle change. And that was a, that was a work in progress. That wasn't one time, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, when you're committed to be an agent of truth, no matter yeah. the cost, you'll put those things in place. You'll do those kind of things just because I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's funny you bring that up. It, it, you know, caused me to reflect and think about my three times at the lodge and how like progressively I got better at being an agent of truth. But I remember on numerous occasions, you know, we call them war stories here at S2L when you just talk about your past life and how much drugs you consumed and crazy, crazy parties you went to or whatever. But I was the same way. It's like, I had to like one up whatever story was told or thought it was cool or funny or almost to a place of glorifying things that I used to do. Yeah. And each time I would come back, it's like God was doing something, a new work in my heart because I would try to engage in certain conversations that people were having. And I got to a point where it's like, man, I'm either all in with Christ or I'm, or I'm not. Yeah. It's not this in-between thing. And I think a lot of times where we get caught up, or I can speak for myself personally with the lies, is it's like you've got to be at a point in your life where you're ready to tell the full truth. Because yeah. anything other than the full truth is a, a lie. lie. I've had times in my life where I revealed some truth here, and I came clean about some things here. But when you don't come clean about everything, man, I'm always having to lie or tell half-truths or just like beat around the bush in certain ways. And eventually it always led me right back to where I was. And I will say this, man, I don't know about for you, but there's never a good time to come clean about the darkness that is within me and no. how how many things that I had done and people I hurt and pain that I had caused. There was never like a good time in my mind that's like, okay, if I could just get here and then there and then there and then then I can be truthful. It's like, no, I, I got to get, I got to find a place in Christ that I just get to this position. And I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and lay everything out there now. And so the enemy cannot continue to torment me and use these things against me because that's exactly what he does. We disarm the enemy whenever we reveal truth. And like you said, drag sin out into the light. He can no longer use that ammunition against me. Um, but I want to read my first scripture and yeah. it's from Ephesians four twenty two through 25. So let's see what the apostle Paul says about, um, you know, speaking. Speaking truth. And it says to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires mm. and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God and true righteousness and holiness. Here it goes right here. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each of you speak truth with with his neighbor for we are members of one another. So we see here that Paul describes sin as corrupting and deceptive. And we're called to live lives that are distinctively different, right? Prior to my salvation, what my life looks like once I ask the Lord to come into my heart should look distinctively different. Yeah. And a big part of that is putting away falsehoods. 
it is a tough habit to break at first. And yeah. like you said, it takes, you know, application and practical things and catching yourself in the moment. Yeah. It's embarrassing for our pride to like admit you just butted in on a conversation. That's like, bro, everything I just said was whether it's seeking approval or trying to be cool or trying to be seen in a certain light or trying to seem popular, but everything I just said is null and void. I, that is completely false and that's a complete lie, but I think that's where it starts. And that may seem elementary, but that's really where it starts because we lived a certain way for so long. Habits, you know, are hard to break, um, especially one that, that is laced with lies. Um, that manipulation tactic, it really is. It's embedded in us deeply. Now, absolutely, the power of God can overcome that. But it takes some wrestling with, with certain things, you know, to get to that place of just being an agent of truth. But, man, when you continue to devote yourself to these things, whether it's prayer, scripture, having brothers call you out on your lies, you know, whenever you're not telling the full truth, all those things are very important. Yeah. And, I mean, speaking of important, uh, you, you mentioned that you had a nickname in high school called Suntan or something. What was it? Young Sunscreen. Young Sunscreen. Come on. But then you have another uh, Ryan. Didn't you have another nickname? Maybe so. Lion, what they want me to say right now, Lion Ryan. Carl and, and Comer want me to say Lion Ryan. Lion Ryan. I meant it in like reference <laughs> to like faith as bold as a lion. Oh, a and lion. Then, not and then lion. they took it as Lion Ryan. Mm. Mm. I'm, I might be lying right now. Yeah, actually. I think you are. I think you are. Uh, let's at least. So I'm going to practice what we just talked about. I, that was a complete lie. Yeah. I'll convince myself it was a joke, but really it was more so of a lie. Yeah, and I mean, I think if we, just to stress the point, and, and I mean, obviously there's, there's inside of line, there's a few, there's manipulation, and I think we'll touch on manipulation, but there's yeah. also slander and things like that, and I, I kind of want to give another scripture from Proverbs, but hear the words, hear the imagery here, a man who bears false witness, that's a lie, a man who is a liar against his neighbor is like a war club or a sword or a sharp arrow. And so, I mean, the, the imagery here that it, that's being portrayed is that if you're lying on someone, if you're fall, bearing false witness against someone, it is the equivalent of a war club to the head or an axe or an arrow or a sword. Like, it's that important. And, I mean, our words and our integrity are, are that important. And I can't stress enough, I, I don't even know why I would I would be in positions of lying. It just felt like... I don't know. It would be insecurities. It would be, um, but, but then again, it's sometimes, and I, I guess I'm trying to relate to those that may be in this space. It would be sometimes I don't give a rip what these guys in this group think of me, right? but I would still, uh, and even embellish, right? Even when we try to cute it up, like you kind of did at the beginning about maybe a white lie, mm -hmm. but even with, Oh, I just embellished. No, that's a lie. Right. Like if it's not the truth, if mm -hmm. it's, if it's, it's not the truth, it's not the truth. If it's 99% true, it's not true. Right. If it's a, if it's 99% true, it's a lie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I mean, especially I remember with my wife and, um, and I think next episode we're going to talk about uh, what it's like coming home after uh, rehab and what to expect and stuff like that. But I remember my wife and, and just, gosh, I can't imagine, um, what I've, what I've caused her to lay, leave, losing trust inside of me. Mm. And I kind of can, man. I, obviously, I've been in this space for 10 years. And, and unfortunately, at times, I go to work expecting to be lied to. You yeah. know, in, in, in this, in this. And that's, that's obviously 
a situation that you don't want to have a hardened heart and you want to love people and, and trust people. But I, I can't imagine what I put my wife through and just seeing the process of how she, how I earned my trust back with her. Yeah. Because lying has, sin has consequences. The wages mm-hmm. of sin is death. And what does that mean? Death to a relationship, death to the trust in your life, death to your connection with God, death to, man, if, if you're not an honest person, man, you're not a representative of Christ. And, and I mean, obviously we're, we're engaging, we're trying to talk to believers and things like that. But I mean, even, even the secular world, man, a, a liar is, is bashed in the public. Although all of the, even the media lies, all everyone lies, but it's almost like if I can catch you in a lie, that's the big no, no. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even secular world, but bringing it back home to, to heavenly realm, the kingdom minded man lying, you'll lose your witness. And what are you lying over? A Ferrari test drive that you never did? Yeah. And so I encourage you, if, if this is you, I know, I, I, I can remember back quick, easily a lot of things in my past and relate to people and what they're going through. And this is one of those things that I could relate to and remember back easily. It was just because it was, some, it was such a realization when you hit, and it hits your brain and God's sanctifying you. And it's like, why did I say that? Yeah. It's like, I'm asking myself to myself, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. It, feel, it feels disgusting, you know, and like vomit. It, it really does. And one thing it hinders, man, when I look back, it's like genuine connection and relationships. Like you say, um, I get lied to sometimes at work or just in general, even in life. And it's hard to have a good relationship with someone who's lying all the time. It's hard to have uh, trust. It's hard to communicate. It's hard to, if we're honest, love others. I know God calls us to love them, but, you know, even engage and participate in conversations with someone who's constantly lying. And so what the enemy does within that, you know, you talked about on the show you just did about fellowship and the importance of it is, man, the enemy uses that to completely demolish any fellowship that you would have, even from certain brothers in Christ, because it does get to a point in our walks if someone's toxic for my relationship with the Lord and for where God's taking me, it is healthy to set boundaries in those relationships. Well, if I'm that guy that's continuing to lie, I'm going to get to a point in my life where it's like, I look around and even the people that genuinely love me, I forced into their, uh, uh, forced their hand in stepping back away from me. Um, and I'm I'm left to my own demise essentially, but I'm going to read my second verse. It's a little lengthy, but it's really good. Uh, Yeah, hit it. Proverbs 420 through 27. Oh, you copy me with them Proverbs. Come on, son. Uh And it says, my son, be attentive to my words. Mm. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them Mm. and healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the paths of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. And so, you know, we see that like a deceitful mouth, deceitful talk and speech, they place roadblocks in our 
walks with the Lord and our relationships with others. They hinder the growth that God is trying to do in my life. And I eventually get to the point where I genuinely believe my lies and I'm moving to the sound of those lies instead of the word of the, of, of the gospel, instead of the word that, that God has proclaimed and we know to be truth. I'm genuinely starting to believe lies. I can't tell you how dark of a place I was in. It seems crazy now, but like, man, I was so far gone. Like I started, there's one part of me that knew everything I'm believing is a complete lie. But on Mm. the other end of it, I guess I just wanted to stay put so badly and didn't want to let go of the life and the sin that I, that I was clinging to that man, no, that is true. And so it's crazy because on one end I knew it was a lie, but on the other end, I started to believe some of those lies Mm. once you tell them to yourself for so long. Yeah. And I mean, I think the, the, just the practical thing, and, and I think you have to get violent against it. Um, yeah. it, it, it kind of mentioned it's gotta, it's gotta be as repulsive as throw up in your mouth. Uh, and, and when conviction comes as a believer, if you are a believer, the Holy spirit of God will convict you of sin and will convict you of lying. And what you do with that is man's responsibility. Uh, and I would suggest again, like I said, action immediately. Because if you wait four days and then call and say, I'm, I lied to you about this, it's almost like, word? So what did you do for those four days with the conviction that God's put in your heart? You're disobedient. And so if it's like vomit in your mouth, and I don't want to tell you, as we're practically walking through this, our minds are very powerful. Hmm. Um, we believe lies in our own head, whether from our own head or you know, accusations of the enemy. And so, I mean, I could sit in this with you. I could sit in this and we'll talk about manipulation just a second because it ties so well. But in the moment of a question, say from your wife, say from your mother, say from whoever, your brother, your sister, your husband, whatever, your father, mother, whatever, all of that. A question comes in that maybe, because it's always when it's a lie, it's... Not always, because I just talked about lying for no reason. But most of the time on the sanctified side, it's a lie when accountability is coming. Did you do this? Question mark. Hey, why did you do this? Question mark. How much was that? Question mark. Uh, And all these things. And in your mind, the powerful thing of your mind, you immediately start going, worst case scenario. Worst, that just just knocked myself out almost. you see that? I'm bleeding. (laughs) It's worst case scenario, and you're lying to yourself that if if I tell this truth, da-da-da-da-da-da. And the Bible says that the truth will set you free. Hmm. Like, like I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Jesus is truth. And so, therefore, God's wrath is pouring out on lies, on yeah. sin. And so I don't want to be involved in that. And I mean, it, if we could just slow down in that moment, here's the practical part. I, I'm sorry I'm rambling, but this is something I'm passionate about because I was a liar, man. Mm-hmm. I was a master manipulator, yeah. and that disgusts me now. Like, that dude was so untrustworthy. That dude was such a sick person. If you could practically think, stop yourself, stop yourself. I was talking to my son the other day, man. I've challenged him. I told him I was going to buy him a cool gift if he could complete something, a big project with his, with his hands. I wanted him to shut all the stuff off, all the games, and I want you to build something. And I gave him instruction, and, man, it was cool. I could see. I was like, yeah, what a good dad, man. He, I could see him building something. He's starting to get excited because he got a little piece done. He has two weeks to build this thing. And he started to build it, and I could see him. He was like, He's going to see what it's like to have a good day's work and the reward in that. And then my daughter, the the queen, uh, Ella, comes in and just picks it up, push it, and breaks it and puts it down. And, it, oh, wow. <laughs> and I mean, he 
lost it. Not oh. like anger, but like weeping and weeping and weeping and crying. And it was like, um, it was, I was trying to tell him, Hey, slow down. That's the point of this. Slow down. I know you think it's over. It's over. I'm not even going to get this gift that you said. I just can't fix it. I go, settle down. This is a moment. And I try to give some kind of life wisdom. Life will throw wrenches at you. Yeah. Life will break your Lego set. Yeah. Or whatever it is. And I go, just calm your brain down. Look at the problem. Wipe your tears and address it with calm, a calm mind. I know you're thinking it's over. But in five minutes, Eli, with a calm mind, you'll fix it. And so obviously he did. And then he was like, I was crying for nothing, Dad. I go, see? And so that's kind of my practical calm yourself down the thoughts of like a six-year-old that's saying it's over it's over when that question comes in even if you answer it wrong and a lie and immediately your flesh and the enemy will add on to that yeah good you you come back now it's gonna make it even worse it's gonna be more suspicious it's gonna ruin everything calm that thoughts down and in five minutes confess yeah deal with the consequence if you if you did something stupid in your budget if you did something stupid if you'd sin if you got caught if you're getting held accountable deal with it you beg for accountability yeah. we teach that all the time pray that god puts someone in your life that loves you and holds you accountable and you allow them to do that but now your lying nature is resisting that and they will no longer hold you accountable if you consistently lie to them and then get mad for them holding you accountable yeah. does that make sense absolutely it does we want accountability until you know we have accountability yeah. a lot of times yeah but yeah, I just remember the weight being lifted. You know, there were certain phone calls I had to make. There were certain conversations that I had to have with certain people. But just the weight that was lifted from you, when you can finally just be transparent and vulnerable about everything. Yeah. Like that weight that is lifted from you is so supernatural and so significant. And in that moment, you know, you can move forward. Um, there were certain things that I had done to certain people that, Dude, like you said, it's disgusting. Yeah, like, I think back just to a couple of them, let alone just the years and years worth of things. Uh, but just being able to have those conversations and it coming from like a genuine place of repentance, yeah. like a genuine sorrow and remorse for the things that you had done. And the best apology you could ever give someone is by allowing God to radically change your life and just the light that is produced from your walk. God through his Holy Spirit inspiring others through that. Like, man, I remember when this dude was doing, he did so-and-so to me. And now seeing him living in the light of the Lord, man, you may never know. You give them a profound sense of hope in whatever struggle that they're going through, whatever darkness that they're battling through, you know. Uh, but I just remember that weight. It, it, it was yeah. so significant for me to be able to move forward, to just finally lay it all out there. This is what it is. Put my pride aside. That never took me anywhere. That's um, right. And I can't for allow... Sure. I can't allow these lies to just consume the things I do anymore because it, it got to a point where it was just overwhelming. Um, and just, man, it's crazy what addiction can do. And even outside of that, I know it's not just addiction that causes you to lie, but it's just a different beast. You yeah. know what I mean? Whenever you're having to lie about everything. And it's a, a big part of it for me was it's exhausting. I, I hated who I was. I genuinely hated who I was. Yeah. So, a lie to me in that time was like, okay, it is what it is. Yeah, and eventually you start, and I, I almost sometimes I, you hear people say you start believing your own lies, and so eventually you start believing your own lies. Although, right, deep it's like down, you do, you but know, you it's, don't. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's weird. It's like you're you're eating your own pudding, or you're, right? You're, you know what I mean? And and so just just real quick on on manipulation, 
because manipulation's tied so closely to lying. And someone might say, no, actually, you can uh, you can manipulate with just using facts and truth. And I'd say yes, but your motive's a lie. Correct. Your, your intentions are a lie. Yeah. And so I didn't, I don't, and manipulation, you know, if you battled addiction, you probably didn't battle very long if you weren't a great manipulator. So a lot of times people in addiction are, are master manipulators. And, and again, practically same thing, put that to death. And, and here's the fruit, P- put it to death in the aspect of in a moment, in and because that's a second nature too. And so as you're, as you're walking in this, as you're going through life or you're seeing something come up and you catch yourself begin to kind of manipulate uh, a situation for a motive of yours, even if it's, even if it's not sinful mode, even if it's like I'm, I'm manipulating so I could get ice cream, right? right? Ice cream is not sinful. Manipulation is catch yourself inside of that. And, and I'm, I don't know that there's like a repent of like a confession, like a lie, but stop it. Stop manipulating in the middle of the conversation. If it's over, go back and maybe there is some confession of, Hey, I manipulated that situation. I really don't know why I did that. I don't, I, I, it was point. I'm sorry. I'm trying to. God's redeeming me of that and sanctifying me of that. And I don't. I know you didn't need this apology, but I did. I needed to apologize to you and repent to God because He's. That's not who I am. I've been crucified with Christ. Just like I'm not an addict. I'm not a manipulator. I'm not a liar. And I want to put that to death when I when I flirt with that. And here's what I found, man. When we, when I, sorry, when I began to bridle the line and the manipulation. You know what I found out? I listened a lot more. Mm. The conversations that I were in were a lot more of me being slow to speak, yep. thinking through my answers, making sure I am telling the truth, making sure I'm not manip- checking my motives before I speak. And man, some of the wisest people that I know are slow to speak. Justin Carter, yep. Jay Carr yep. he's, is a man who's slow to speak. Mm-hmm. And I admire him in that man I because I'm, I'm I'm not by nature slow to speak, but when I see that and I see him, it's just like he, he, there's wisdom in that. Absolutely. And and as fast to speak as I am, and as fast natured, and the way God's made me, I am. When I work on and consistently work on, if I if I'm in a place of like, why are you saying this? I find myself in conversations hearing, having ears to hear, and I'm slow to speak. And man, I think the world needs a little more of that. You yeah. Know? Yeah, it's it's funny you said that about Justin. That's something I've always admired about him and something I've talked to him, had numerous conversations with him about is just how he's always so soft-spoken and well-spoken. He thinks every time before yeah. he speaks, and it reminds me of James, what is it, one nineteen? Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. It's so true. Yeah. Like genuinely having ears to listen. I'm going to read my last verse. It's just Proverbs 5, one, and it says, My son, be attentive to my wisdom. Incline your ear to my understanding. You know, yeah. just allowing the Lord to speak to us, but being in a place of being able to receive and listen to him, you know. Yeah, and guys, I hope this is helpful. This is our, this is our time. Good scriptures, uh, good topic, and I hope what you're taking from this is we're not shaming you if you're finding yourself still lying and manipulating, but we are calling you to a greater cause. If you're in Christ, that is sin, and there's practical things that we've given. There's practical stories that you've heard of us. Get violent against that, not people, not people. Get violent against the very urge that you have to lie in the situation. Just be slow to speak. Like, like if you're like me, almost, almost in my head, it's like, hey, count the three. Like, ask me a question, right? This is awkward. Oh, ask me a question, any question. What would you eat for breakfast this morning? 
<laughs> yeah, like, I exaggerated that to yeah. be funny. Do it again. Do it again. Hey, man, what'd you eat for breakfast today? Let's see. There we go. Man, I actually had Cracker Barrel this morning. I met a guy and had a meeting at Cracker Barrel, and so it was good. That's awesome, man. You almost <laughs> and I just that. want to apologize. I was kind of manipulating. I did have a meeting with a guy, but I wanted to sound cooler, so I said I had a meeting with a guy. I could have just said Cracker Barrel. No, I'm just joking. That's too far. That's too far. Yeah. I, I, obviously, I'm joking. But just being slow to speak um, in conversations, checking your motives in conversations, checking manipulation, and just fact-checking yourself. And then if it comes out wrong, repent and confess. The confession part is not because you've you've sinned against God, a holy God, and that's all that matters. But the confession part makes it sting so it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Right? And, I mean, that's life lessons. I mean, that's why... That's why God created us with pain and that we could feel things because when you touch a hot stove, ah, you don't want to do it again because you felt that pain to whereas if it didn't hurt and you just left your hand on there, you'd lose the, <laughs> the, the I did the claw, like you stick your hand and pick something up, yeah. but you lose feeling, you lose use of your hand if yeah. there wasn't that indicator. And so the pain of me confessing, I don't want to be doing that anymore. And, and so, you know. It's it's close to home with us. It's close to home because it's such a real thing, and I think the world makes it so petty. Oh, it's just a little white lie. Oh, you embellish a little bit. No, man. It is an abomination to our king, our God. And so as we're, I don't know, two months now into this year, um, this new year, this 2022, uh, we, we challenge you. We challenge you. Be intentional about working on manipulation. Be intentional about recognizing when you're embellishing or when you're lying or when you're a little, little white lie. And if you are, act on it. Take the conviction. Take the taste of vomit. Ask that God makes it like vomit in your mouth. And then respond. Just respond and watch how much the fruit, watch how more deep your conversations are. Watch how more intentional your conversations Watch how there's not this like, I mean, I remember the web of lies. It was just like a tight chest because I have to constantly, and you mentioned this too, I have to constantly keep up with it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be caught in here. And man, I have a pretty good brain, so I was pretty good at doing it, but it was exhausting. Yeah. Watch if you start to work on this, this pressure leave, and watch how your brain actually becomes more sharp because you're not having to keep 75 things going over here while you're actually called to be really doing these things and taking your brain power over here. Watch the fruit in your life, man. Watch God honor you and... and I guess that's it, man. We can talk about this for 45 more minutes, but that's life after. You better believe it. He did it. He finally did it. (laughs) Episode 18, he did it. You better believe it. If you have any questions you'd like answered on the podcast, email them to info at springtolife.net. That's info at spring, the number two, life.net. And for more information on addiction recovery, visit s2lrecovery.org. Dedicating time each day to spend feeding our minds and our hearts the truth of God's Word is immensely helpful in our growth as followers of Christ. I'm John Stonge, and each day I host a show called Daily Devotions with Pastor John. On the show, I spend just a few minutes taking an applicational look at one or two verses of Scripture before coming to the Lord in prayer. If you'd like to make a habit of spending more time meditating on the truth of God's Word, You can listen to Daily Devotions with Pastor John at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.